Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Undaunted Courage is a book by Stephen Ambrose. And in it, Ambrose writes about the Lewis and Clark expedition that took place in the early 1800s. After facing all kinds of challenges like hunger, fatigue, desertion, illness, and so much more, Lewis and Clark near Three Forks, Montana, finally reached the headwaters of the Missouri River. All their advanced information had led Meriwether Lewis and William Clark to believe that once they had reached the Continental Divide, just 100 miles west of Three Forks, they would face a half-day portage, reach the waters of the Columbia River, and then float to the Pacific Ocean. The hard part of the journey was behind them. It was time to celebrate, or so they thought. Meriwether Lewis climbed the bluffs near the Continental Divide, expecting to see the, the Columbia River. But imagine what he felt when instead of seeing the Columbia River, he saw the Rocky Mountains. They couldn't go back, and there was no clear way forward. We have a word for that trapped. Do you know that feeling? I think we all do from time to time in some way, shape, or form. You know, maybe we recently conquered a bad habit only to suffer a relapse. Maybe we feel stuck in a dead-end marriage, a dead-end job, a dead-end life, or maybe all of the above. Like Lewis and Clark, we can't go back and like Lewis and Clark, there's no clear way forward. Again, we have a word for that. Trapped. Well, welcome to the world of Abraham and Sarah. Their story begins back in Genesis 11. Abram, as he was called then, was a son of a man named Terah. The family was from the ancient Babylonian city called Ur. And it was in Ur that Abram met Sarai. That was her name back then. At some point, Abram and Sarai married and moved from Ur to Haran, a city on the Tigris River. And then God showed up. In Genesis 12, God called Abram and Sarai to go to the land of Canaan, where he would make a great nation through, of all people, Abram and Sarai. Abram was 65 years old then, and Sarai was 55. Genesis 11, verse 30 tells us that Sarai was barren. So can you imagine what Abram and Sarai would have said? A great nation? We can't have any children. And look how old we are. And so they waited and waited and waited some more. And still no son. And they got tired of waiting when Abram turned 86 and Sarai turned 76 years old. And from a worldly way of thinking, who could blame them, right? And so they took matters into their own hands. Sarai pushed a woman named Hagar into Abraham's tent, and nine months later, their union gave birth to Ishmael. And 13 years later, in Genesis 17, Abram is 99 and Sarai is 89 years old. Sarai is still barren, the household still full of strife because of the Hagar and Ishmael debacle. And again, there's a word for that, 
trapped. But then God showed up. Genesis 17 verse 1 says, When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. And the phrase behind that title, God Almighty, is El Shaddai. El Shaddai means that God is sufficient. It means that God is able. He is powerful. El Shaddai means that God is almighty. And what does El Shaddai do when he shows up? He cuts a covenant. Now that term covenant appears five times in just our reading from Genesis 17. In fact, covenant appears another eight times in the rest of Genesis 17. And additionally, in three of these references in Genesis 17, verses 7, 13, and 19, God says that this covenant is an eternal covenant. So you think God is trying to make a point? You see, in the Old Testament, covenants weren't made. In the Old Testament, people didn't sign their names to paper to make a covenant. There were no attorneys or notaries, but there was blood. That's because in the Old Testament, people cut covenants. They killed animals, slit their throats, and poured out their blood. Covenant cutting was messy business. And God fulfilled his covenant promise to Abraham and Sarah through the birth of a son, Isaac. And all the more, God fulfilled his covenant promise to us through the birth of his only son, Jesus. And that's what we look forward to celebrating this Advent season, that God showed up again. And you can bet that there was blood in Gethsemane, in Golgotha. The everlasting covenant promised to Abraham is signed, sealed, and delivered for you. Signed in the Savior's cleansing blood. Sealed by the Holy Spirit himself. Delivered in the means of grace. God's word, baptism, and holy communion. Where Jesus says, this is the blood of my covenant shed for you for the forgiveness of your sin. We hear his word tell us those promises. But the thing is, when we hear, when we, when we feel trapped, we hear other voices as well. We hear other voices, and these other voices are very persuasive. Hedonism says, party your way out. Materialism says, spend your way out. Individualism says, you are the way out. And the thing is, if we listen to these voices long enough, our feeling of despair becomes like some kind of virus that destroys our body, mind, and soul. And we try to self-medicate, but it only gets us further trapped in patterns of self-sabotage. And it turns our focus to continue to look to the negative. And we say things like, haven't you seen the news, heard the reports, and seen the studies? Airplanes fall out of the sky, bull markets go bare, Terrorists terrorize, good people turn bad, the other shoe will drop, fine print will be found, negative, negative, negative. And again, maybe you feel trapped as well. Trapped in a dead-end job, a dead-end relationship, or some other dead-end trap. 
Those kind of examples, those things make us feel like, like emotional pretzels twisted up. It makes our eyes twist, our blood pressure rise. And what do we do? Oftentimes we turn to the wrong things. We turn to the wrong things, we numb our pain with six packs and food binges and maybe too much TV. We express our angst with anger. There's a story that I read recently about a Hungarian man named Andras Tomas, and he fought for the Germans in World War II. The Soviets captured him in 1944. And Tomas went crazy when he was in the Russian gulags. And it said that Tomas was then transferred to a mental hospital, and eventually the Soviets forgot who he was. And it wasn't until 1998 that a doctor recognized that he was speaking Hungarian. Everyone else just thought he was crazy. In opening his medical file for the first time in decades, the doctor found Tomas's case history and notified the authorities in Hungary. And the, the prisoner of war finally returned home in 1999 to a hero's welcome, where he was called the last prisoner of World War II. You know, I think in some ways we can relate to that time to time as we go through life. Maybe even today you've come to this house of worship feeling like you're at the end of your rope, that there's no hope. But brothers and sisters in Christ, hear this loud and clear. God has shown up. God has shown up through Jesus Christ. We are not trapped. That's a lie that the devil will throw out in our faces, but it's a lie that we don't need to believe. Because sin can't trap us. Jesus forgives that. Death can't trap us. Jesus has conquered that. Hopelessness can't trap us, for Jesus hears and answers our every prayer. Romans 8.39 says, I am convinced that nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Those are the words of St. Paul. And from Genesis 17, I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant. Those are God's words to Abraham and Sarah. But what does it all mean? means that no matter what you may be feeling trapped by, whether it's caring for small children, worrying about teenagers, a broken heart, or just an overwhelming feeling that everything's gone terribly wrong and that there's no hope, wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord with faith. Because of Christ's everlasting blood covenant with you, death is dead. Sin is forgiven. Hope is eternal. And the victory is won. We have a word for that. Free. The waiting is over. When Christ was born, God fully showed up. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. So put your faith fully in him. Because of that little baby born in Bethlehem, you and I are forever free. Amen.